crashes in energy throughout the day is a really big one and mood swings and just anxiety that comes up for no reason. All of these things can be kind of linked to what's going on on the inside with our blood sugar levels and nutrient deficiencies that are causing those blood sugar ups and downs. So it's not always just about cutting sugar. Welcome to Tuning In. I'm your host, Catherine Peloso-Smith, and I'm here to talk all things intuitive wellness, natural nutrition, raising the vibe, and reconnecting to your truest self. I'm a practicing holistic nutritionist and spiritual life coach who has completely transformed from feeling ill and disconnected to now living the healthiest, most vibrant life I could have ever imagined. I truly believe that by tuning into your mind, body, and soul as your magical gateway, you too can achieve higher levels of wellness and start living your most nourished life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to tuning in the Ultimate Intuitive Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Catherine Peloso-Smith, your host. And with me today, I have the absolutely lovely, most amazing young woman (laughs) ever. Her name is Marjan, and she is a holistic nutrition practitioner living and working in Montreal, Canada. In her internationally renowned program called Feeding the Feminine, Marjan works one-on-one with women of all lifestyles and backgrounds, teaching them how to follow the schedule of their inner cycle, how to nourish each phase or season of their life with the proper energy, rest, and nutrition their bodies need, and ultimately supporting hormonal balance and getting rid of symptoms of high cortisol in the body. Marjan has an expertise in nutrition for blood sugar balance, as well as headache and migraine prevention, which has prompted several of her clients to deem her the migraine whisperer, which I love. You can find more information about her work and books she's written to support hormonal balance for women at healthybymarjan.com or follow along at healthybymarjan on Instagram. Hello. How are you? Hello. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here because so many reasons, but like you on social media, you're like a powerhouse. First of all, I'm always like, I wish that I could be that present on social media. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that. So great. Your TikTok is fire. Your Instagram is fire. It's just like so much information. Like everybody right now, pause this episode right now and go follow her on Instagram because she just gives out so much free good quality content that is like, it's just so helpful. Like I'm always like holding down the screen to like read what you have to say, because it's just so great. And you just kind of give that all away, which is just amazing. So I just wanted to so passionate about it. I just love it. And it makes me so happy to know that people out there, you included are pausing the screen and reading it because that's my intention. I just want people to know this information. And I'm not gatekeeping anything here. So I love it. Yeah, that's great. That's the energy we want (laughs) all the time. So, so good. So yeah, so you're a holistic nutritionist. And what I've been loving so much is you're talking a lot about feeding your feminine and you just kind of come up with this brand new book, which is amazing. I'm super excited to take a look at that. But just kind of stepping into our feminine flow with everything. But before we get into that, which I 
am really excited to talk about. And I think a lot of people have so many things to talk about. So yeah, but first I want to get into like, what got you into holistic nutrition? Because I feel like there's always like a light bulb moment or a personal experience or like people who get into this like line of work have gone through something (laughs) and they need to share it. So I would love to hear like what got you into nutrition in the first place. It's a super long story. I feel like it started at birth pretty much. I have a mom who is a nutritionist as well amongst seven other things. My mom is like the most educated person that I know because she just is just such a passionate person about education. And so she's a nutritionist, but also has studied so many different things. And my dad is a medical doctor. And so since birth, I've just been exposed to this duality of sorts of like, okay, let's try to figure out maybe like what your body is communicating. And let's figure out like what nutrients your body maybe needs for this, this and that. Whereas my dad was more so on the side of why don't you just take this pill? Because it's obviously just going to make you feel better. And of course, who doesn't want to feel better in that moment? But I remember as just a really young child, anytime symptoms would come up, I would gravitate more towards my mom's mentality of like, okay, but where did this come from? So like, how can I prevent this from happening? Obviously, the pill is there as well, too. Any medication is available to me. That's great. But at the same time, like I was just always so curious. And one of the main symptoms that I remember growing up was always headaches and really severe migraines, like the types of migraines where like you just have this like aura and you have to be in a dark room and then followed by a lot of nausea and vomiting. I know a lot of people listening to this who struggle with migraines. That's a really common symptom is feeling so nauseous that you end up having to vomit. I've had this since I was a young child and my mom and I would always just brainstorm of like, how can we figure this out? Oh, the other crazy part about all of this is that it's not even that my dad wasn't being helpful in like saying, why don't you just take an Advil? Why don't you take a Tylenol? Literally, my physical body would reject it every single time my parents would like crush it into some orange juice and I would vomit. And so I knew like somewhere deep in my soul that I had to figure out what was actually going on and not just take the Advil. And just to blanket statement, everything that I'm about to say is that nothing against any medications that you're taking to making yourself feel better, because like, obviously, we all want to feel better in that moment, especially when you have a really bad headache or migraine. And so yeah, that's like the start of it is just really leaning into where are these symptoms coming from. And throughout life, various things happened, one of which was I ended up in the hospital from just stress and exhaustion, and my body just absolutely shut down. And I ended up having to be hospitalized for 10 to 15 days. And I was so young at the time, too. I was probably like 25 going on 26. And I remember the doctor saying, like, how can this happen? Like, were you traveling? Did you, were you exposed to some sort of crazy virus? And I literally wasn't. It was just my regular lifestyle, just like the regular foods, our regular North American style diet, like nothing crazy. My body just had like hit its max. And I ended up just like 
being hospitalized for a period of time, hooked up to an IV, just kind of getting my energy levels back. And ever since then, ever since around age 26, 27, after coming out of the hospital, I realized I need to do something about this. Like this cannot continue like this. And I also remember the doctors telling me, like, unfortunately, this is just how it is for you. Like you were just born in this type of body where you're just kind of like susceptible to these types of things. You're maybe like a little bit more weaker, maybe hormonally a little bit more off. And maybe this is why this is happening to you. I remember them saying that like you will have to come in every year for a flu shot because you are like susceptible to every single virus that's out there. And I just remember thinking that can't be it, that we are not the cards that we are dealt in life and this can't be it. And I remember just thinking like, no, you will never see me in this hospital again. And that has remained true. 10, I think it's been 11 years now. I have not been back to any hospitals. I have not had any extended stays at any hospitals, even though that's what my diagnosis was. They were like, unfortunately, we have seen this many times before and you will end up back here. And so that kind of like really began my journey of like, what can I actually do? Where can I go to study this type of thing? And at the time, I lived in a city where there was a really, really good dietitians program at the university in that city. And I remember I researched it a little bit thinking like, I know there has to be some sort of food connection here. I need to figure out what the food connection is. And this is the craziest thing. You'll get this because you're a spiritual girly like me. <laughs> and you know that sometimes like we're just protected from things that we don't realize that we're protected from. I went through the interview process and everything. I had all the credentials I needed. I had my like grades from my previous degree. I had everything in line. And I remember I went for this interview with somebody for the dietetics program. And she said to me, I'm so sorry, but I don't think this is the program for you. She's like, something about it is just, you're not into it. Like, you're just not showing the enthusiasm that we want to see. And I was so mad at her. I was like, what does this lady even know? She doesn't even know what she's talking about. I'm so passionate about food and nutrition. I have been since I was a child. Who are you to tell me this? And I just went off like fuming. But then I sat with it a little bit and time went by and I started learning more about this program called Holistic Nutrition. And it was relatively close to me at the time. The school that offered it was relatively close. And so at age 29, I had a full-time job at the time. I had a full-time salary, full pension. I'm like so proud to say that I used to have a pension at one point <laughs> in life. But I, in that moment, decided this is not the life that I want to live anymore. And I, my calling is holistic nutrition. And I want to figure out how food actually impacts different areas of our body and not just food, but everything else, how our emotions affect things, how our spiritual um, well-being affects things, how our mental health affects things. I just wanted the full picture. And in that moment, it clicked for me that a few years back when that counselor said to me, oh, I don't feel like you're really into it. I was like, I think she was actually 100% bang on. 
I was not into it. I was not into that type of nutrition. And so it led me to holistic nutrition. And here we are now. Did, did you expect that big, long winded story from my birth until age 29? Actually, like I did. <laughs> Because I totally get it. I totally understand because I find this happens a lot, especially in the service type of the health service industry. I don't like calling it an industry, but in that space, it is so much that it's more than just like a profession. It's more than just your career. It's like your life calling because from a very young age, you had like a whole team of guides guiding you in this direction to do exactly what you're doing right now. It's amazing. And it's I like, yay. thinking about it that way. Isn't that like a cool <laughs> way of thinking about it? It is. Like, like our every, guides were just supporting us all along. Yeah, everything that you've gone through has brought you to that moment. And it's like, oh, 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 you're close, but not quite there yet. Right. It's like, that's not quite it. And so, yeah, so I, I was expecting a little bit of like a description like that, but I love yours. It's everyone is so, so uniquely different. And if you hadn't gone through it yourself, you wouldn't know how to help other people. And that's why it's so key as well. Yeah. And yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when it comes to migraines and hormonal balance. And I know you do a lot of work with blood sugar balance. So talk to me a little bit about how those are all kind of connected with each other. So going back to my childhood again, this is just going to be like a full on story about me as a child. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Just title it Marjan's Life and we're good to go. So as I mentioned before, I have always struggled with migraines. Like since a small child, like one of my earliest memories is having really, really bad migraines. And so over time, I just kind of like figured out with the help of my lovely mom, who is just like very intuitive and very holistic we kind of like figured out some nutrition style things, some deficiencies, and we just kind of like concocted a little bit of like a protocol to keep my migraines at bay. And a lot of it was actually rooted in blood sugar balance. We discovered that my blood sugar levels kind of going up and down were a huge trigger for me. And so later on, as time went on, and I became a holistic nutritionist, one of the first things that I started to focus on was blood sugar balance, not necessarily because of the headaches and migraines, because it had already been so many years that I had just kind of kept my own headaches and migraines at bay. I was good. I was just coasting along. And so I was working in practice, talking a lot about blood sugar balance and how certain nutrients, when they're deficient in our bodies, our blood sugar levels can spike and crash throughout the day without us even realizing it. So for anyone tuning in right now, if like certain symptoms that are just really off for you, something like crashes in energy throughout the day is a really big one and mood swings and just anxiety that comes up for no reason. All of these things can be kind of linked to what's going on on the inside with our blood sugar levels and nutrient deficiencies that are causing those blood sugar ups and downs. So it's not always just about cutting sugar. Anyways, 
that was a big part of my focus in my practice. And while I was doing this, people were saying like, yes, my mood is a lot more stable now. My energy levels are a lot more stable now. But I remember specifically one of the first times that this happened was a client said to me, all of these things that I came to you for have completely resolved and this is great. But one of the things that I forgot to mention in my intake form is that I go through a bottle of Advil every single month, one full bottle every month. This was the client telling me this. And this was after eight weeks of us working together. And she said, I never even really noticed. And I just kind of like always have headaches and migraines. So I always have Advil with me. I'm always just kind of like prepared with that. And she's like, I never noticed until just now that I haven't taken any medication, any Advil over the last eight weeks. And so it started to spark something in me because I thought, oh yeah, this is always what I struggled with. And it's gone away now because of the work that I've done. And so there was born like a little bit more of like leaning into headaches and migraines, supporting clients around that as well too, and really teaching them about blood sugar balance. Now, here's the crazy part about all of this (laughs) that, you know, when you like feel like you have everything in life figured out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm good. I'm cured of everything. I can just coast through life now. And then the universe is like, no, that's not actually how it works. Like you still have to like grow and progress in life. So last year, 2022 was hands down one of the most challenging years of my entire life. I always say to everyone, it was the year literally everything fell apart. Everything from financial stuff to relationships, to friendships, to every single thing that I knew and had become accustomed to just absolutely dissolved. And at the same time, I was new in Montreal at the time. So I had just been here one year. I had moved from Ontario. And so everything around me was just a ball of stress, to say the least. And I started noticing more and more migraines coming up. How interesting. And I hadn't had these migraines in years. And then I started noticing, wait a second, they're not random. They're coming on exactly around the time of my cycle, around the time Mm -hmm. that I'm about to get my period is when this migraine comes on as a trigger. And just kind of as just like on a whim, I wasn't hoping to get any reaction from this. I just was sharing my experience. I took to TikTok, as people do these days, (laughs) this is how we do things, right? I took to TikTok and I just posted something really quick like, oh, it's so frustrating when you're getting your period and then you also get this really debilitating migraine at the same time. Not like, you know, the ups and downs of our cycle are already not difficult enough for us to kind of navigate, but this migraine is coming on. I am not even kidding you, 500,000 views and comments and likes within like two days of posting that. So many women were saying the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Around my cycle, I get these migraines. I thought they were normal. My doctor told me to just take medication or even worse than that, a lot of times women are being told to double up on their birth control pill. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> but 
none of these things are ultimately solving the original issue, which is why is this symptom coming up? And why is it coming up for 500,000 people who have viewed this video? Why is it resonating with so many people? And so then once again, I started digging deeper, investigating a little bit more about the connection between our cycles and some of these symptoms that we deem to be so common, one of which being migraines and especially women of menstruating age struggling with these migraines. So I started digging deeper and discovering that it actually has a lot to do with our stress hormone. And we can talk about this later as well, too, and the ups and downs of stress hormone and what types of things influence that. And then I decided to write a book about hmm. migraine prevention because I thought, oh my gosh, okay, I'm not the only one who's struggling with this. And so many other people could use this resource. And so now I also have another book out there besides the Feeding Your Feminine Guide, which is the Migraine Prevention Guide as well too, because I just rediscovered that I am so passionate about helping people to heal migraines because this is what I've always struggled with myself as well. Yeah, that's okay. So much gold in that. First of all, I love all of that. And so much that it's just coming from your own experience. And that is just like, that's when you know what the person is sharing is the real deal. Because it's like, well, anybody can look something up online and start talking about it, right? But when you know, when you've experienced it, and you're figuring out a way to live a life that is free from those symptoms, it's like, okay, she's figured it out. And you have that background of how do I help people on an individual level too, when it comes to holistic nutrition. So you know exactly how to, you know, work with people one-on-one and say, okay, well, this may work for you, but this might not work for you. And what works for me might not also work for you too. So that's really, really key. So just like to share with anybody right now, who's like, oh my God, this is me. I have migraines. Like what's like two or three things that I can do right now that would you know, start to improve things. And I, uh, of course, go out and buy her book, first of all, but just to kind of get them started, something they could do waking up first thing tomorrow morning, what's something that they could do? Okay, first off, I love this question, because this is the basis of everything that I do is really empowering people to be able to wake up tomorrow morning and know that they can do just something really simple to shift things for themselves. I think too often, we assume that, you know, we have to rush to a practitioner or a doctor or go to some external source to figure things out. But there is so much we can just do on our own and to feel empowered about our own health. So thank you for saying, what can we do waking up tomorrow morning? So as I mentioned, headaches and migraines, especially the ones that come on with our periods, but just in general, headaches and migraines, it can be a really big indicator of high cortisol. Cortisol is our one of our stress hormones. And so a lot of people, when I start to explain this, they think, well, yeah, duh, I'm stressed. I live <laughs> in the modern world. And what the heck am I supposed to do about it? Keep listening, please. Please don't <laughs> turn off the podcast episode because there is actually so much we can do to actually lower or balance out this stress hormone. I mean, the stress hormone is there for a reason because it's supposed to kind of 
alert our senses if we are being, for example, attacked by a lion or by a bear or something, which would never happen in our nice, cozy homes. But if we were being attacked by something, our body needs to release that cortisol. But the problem with the modern world that we live in is that everything has been deemed an attack by the body. The body doesn't know that your financial stress is not a bear attacking you. The body doesn't know that when you are in a heated argument with your spouse, then that's not something attacking you. It will release that stress hormone regardless. Now, another thing that causes this stress hormone to release, and this is something that I find is not talked about often enough, is the ups and downs in our blood sugar levels and the foods that we are eating. And so when we are eating certain foods and it's causing our blood sugar levels to go up and down, that in itself is creating some internal stress. You might not notice it, again, just like how you don't notice that your financial stress is causing your cortisol levels to rise. It's the same thing. When you when our blood sugar levels are spiking and crashing throughout the day, it's causing our cortisol levels to kind of spike a little bit to be like, hey, we're in danger. Hey, we need some attention here. And so one of the things that I always, always recommend that we do, especially if you're of menstruating age, this is a really, really big one that we've lost somehow over time is we are just not eating enough nutrition. We're not eating enough meals throughout the day, specifically breakfast. How many of us are running out the doors with a coffee or a lot of times on social media, I see like a lot of people just trying to be healthy and saying, okay, so I'm doing my morning routine and I grabbed a green juice and my coffee and I'm out the doors and I'm like, how is that green juice giving you any actual fuel for your body, let alone for your cycle? And so my biggest, biggest recommendation is to really, really start learning how to get your appetite back because I think a lot of us have just not been eating breakfast for so long that so many people say, well, I, I don't even feel hungry in the mornings anymore. I'm just, I'm not hungry. So that's my body telling me that I'm not hungry. Not necessarily. Our bodies are super adaptable and moldable. And if our bodies see that we're not giving it the right nutrition, it will just shut that down eventually. It will just not have that signal come on anymore. And so one of the things that I always recommend, especially if you're somebody that doesn't really feel that appetite in the mornings, is to really start your day with a nice warm water, boiled water that's cooled down with a little squeeze of lemon in it, really starts to kind of activate your salivary glands and get stomach acid going, gets you ready for digestion. And you'll probably feel, you know, a little bit more hungry when you do that. And then to just start small, start having something for breakfast. It doesn't have to be a big meal, but start having something and work your way up to like a good, solid proteins, healthy fats, carbohydrate filled meal. And that is going to actually help stabilize our energy levels a lot more. It's going to help balance our hormones a lot more. It's going to keep our blood sugar stable a lot more. But more importantly, it's going to help reduce those cortisol levels that are 
spiking without you realizing that they're spiking and ultimately get rid of some of these really annoying symptoms like migraines and the migraines that come on with our periods. Yeah, that's perfect. And it's so simple, right? People, people don't realize sometimes that like you can make a very small adjustment to your routine without having to overhaul everything. Because I think people are so overwhelmed with all the different information because I mean, there's intermittent fasting, there's all of these types of things coming at us. And it's like, well, what works best for you? What is going to work best for you is what you're doing right now working. If you're intermittent fasting and you're getting migraines throughout the day, or you're not feeling good, or you're getting energy crashes, or you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, it's like, is it working? Maybe there's something else we got to try. So breakfast in the morning is such a key, such a key piece. So I love that. That's awesome. And the warm water with the lemon juice. I want to get back to doing that because I haven't done that. And I see that you do it all the time too. And I'm like, okay, because my mind is like, coffee. <laughs> I same actually I'm the same way. I actually have to shut that part of my mind down. I mean, sometimes I will have just a coffee in the morning and then I'll have my breakfast afterwards, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't do good things in the long term and I notice it. And so when I have clients that are the same as me that have that come on in their brains of, "Oh, I just want the frothy coffee first thing." is I remind them to just really lean into your body and start feeling what is coming up what are the signals that are coming up because i know for me if i do that consistently all the time if i'm always just having a coffee for breakfast instead of having breakfast eventually i'll start noticing more migraines eventually i'll start noticing that i just feel so puffy and bloated all the time and i just have all of these annoying symptoms come up and so i really encourage the clients that are like me to just lean into that. Do you want to feel this way? Do you want to feel like your energy levels are crashing all the time? Personally, I don't. I want yeah. to have a great day. I want to not have a migraine come up. I don't want to have to take a nap in the middle of the day. I want to have consistent energy levels. And so I just remind myself every now and then of this is why I'm doing this. I'm nourishing my body so that I can have those energy levels so that I can do whatever it is that I want to do during the day. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes. So people are going to be jotting that down. <laughs> yes, do that Let's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do that first thing tomorrow morning and let us know how you feel. <laughs> do it for the rest of the week and then let us know how you feel. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So let's kind of get into this new sort of discussion that you've been stepping into. And that is more so leaning into this feminine you know, flow and us as feminine beings, we have menstrual cycles and we have this, you know, this age where we are of menstruating age, of course, but we still have hormonal fluctuations and that goes on. And there's a lot that goes with that, that I don't think a lot of women understand. (laughs) So and I've, I've been on my own journey with this too, where I'm like, okay, I'm understanding where I can give and where I need to take and where I need to rest and where I have most energy. And it's been so powerful in my health, but also in my business and, you know, just how I parent all of these different things. So talk to me a little bit about like what this kind of feminine flow is and what it has to do with like nutrition specifically and what you're seeing just with with health and the menstrual cycle. 
Yeah. So I have been leaning into this more so actually, again, because of the migraines that were coming on for me, because specifically last year, my falling apart year, as I like to call it, that the symptoms that were coming up for me during that time, the migraines being one of them, but also other symptoms such as like crashes and energy levels and just like not consistent energy. I couldn't sleep some nights. I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm young. Why am I not able to fall asleep? It was the most frustrating symptom. But so many of us struggle with this and just feeling bloated all the time for no reason at all. And so, again, all of these symptoms are related to an imbalance in our cortisol levels, an imbalance in how often our cortisol is firing off because it's thinking that something is attacking it. Right. So that's a whole separate thing. But one of the reasons why I started leaning into my cycle specifically is because my migraines this time around being different from when I was a kid is that they were happening around the same time as when I was menstruating. And it was like clockwork. Every time I would get a really, really terrible migraine the day before the first day of my period. And so there had to be something there. And so that's what made me start to dig into it. But it made me also start to kind of realize that in the world that we live in currently, and the world that me and you both grew up in, is that the menstrual cycle was really just kind of eliminated from a lot of discussions, from a lot of studies, because it's just so unknown that even to the point where a lot of medications that are coming out, for example, or a lot of studies that they do on human populations, they actually tend to eliminate women of menstruating age because of the hormonal fluctuations that happen throughout our cycles. And so they would rather focus on a man's cycle, hormonal cycle, which is a little bit more consistent when you look at it on a graph. And so this is a huge problem right? Like this is a huge problem. We're too variable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like how does that make any sense to just be like, let's eliminate this entire part. Even just even, even if you were looking at one single individual, if your doctor is examining a certain symptom that is coming up nine times out of 10, they eliminate that part of you. And they're like, let's put this to the side. And let's focus on the symptom that's coming up. That's not how it works, though. The body doesn't work that way. You cannot just pick and choose what parts to look at. It all actually works together. Your your digestion, your blood sugar balance, your cortisol levels, your endocrine system, everything is working together all the time. We don't realize it because we're just going about our day, but it is all working together. So you can't actually eliminate it. And so one of the things that I realized in my study of where are my migraines coming from? Why are these migraines happening? Is because I wasn't actually leaning into what was happening in my cycle. And that led me into realizing that first and foremost, our cycle has four phases. Or you can even probably break it down even more than that. Currently, what (laughs) our holistic community believes is that there is four distinct phases. There's probably different phases within that as well, too, depending on just kind of like the season of life you're going through. But there's four distinct phases. 
And within those phases, we really do need to be showing up differently in those phases. We really do need to be feeding ourselves differently at each phase. And that's one of the biggest takeaways that I realized from where these migraines were coming from for me is that, yes, I was this like holistic nutritionist. I am a blood sugar expert. I know everything there is to know about blood sugar. I'm being sarcastic here. (laughs) but. I still couldn't figure out where these migraines were coming from. And it's because I had just kind of absorbed what I had learned my entire life, which is, okay, let's push this cycle to the side. We'll deal with that later. Let's figure out where these migraines are coming from. But it actually has to be the other way around. Any symptoms that are coming up, especially for women, I was just going to say for women of menstruating age, but not necessarily of menstruating age, just Our cycles, our system is different. Our biology is different from a man's biology. And that is a fact. And so we do actually need to start looking at the system a little bit more holistically. And that's how I kind of started developing this program and this book called Feeding Your Feminine, because I really want us to learn how to actually feed this cycle and actually start incorporating it instead of eliminating it. Yeah, definitely. I feel that too. And like, how perfect, like what it's so many eliminations for the feminine, right? And we're bringing it back. It's all coming back. You can feel it. It's like, we're talking about our cycles more openly, you know, younger women are learning more about their cycles. We are tuning into our bodies and understanding why we go through these different cycles and these different ebbs and flows and how to move with that. So I think it's fantastic that you're teaching women how to nourish their bodies at these different stages. So just like a little, I don't know, piece, I guess, of your book and what you go into with your clients and stuff like that. But like, just as an example, so we have our menstruating phase, obviously, where we are bleeding. And then we also have our luteal phase, we have our follicular phase, and then we also have our ovulatory phase where we are ovulating. So just as like, we don't have to get into all of it right now, but just to kind of compare maybe ovulatory versus menstrual and just kind of like, what does that look like? What could be some differences that people might want to check out in those two different phases of their cycle? Yeah. And I think what's really important about the way that I present it in my book and about how I present it when I'm working with clients is that we're not actually getting super sciencey. I mean, there's textbooks out there, there's Google, you can figure out what hormone is going up at what time and whatever, right? Everyone has access to that type of information. But what I really want to focus on when I'm working with clients or when somebody purchases one of my books is I want to teach you how to actually look within and start feeling what your body is presenting. Mm. Forget the which hormone is doing what at this time, because that just gets so confusing. I mean, if that's how your brain works, by all means, like go and research that kind of stuff. But for me personally, I prefer to just actually feel out 
what's going on at each phase. And it's gotten to a point now where it's just so distinct for me. I mean, there's obviously tools that we can use to figure out if we're actually ovulating or not. But I find that now I'm at a point where I just know because I can feel it. My hunger cues are different. My energy levels are different. Different things are happening that just tell me that I'm in a different phase. And so to answer your question, is one of the first things that I really, really want clients to focus on when it comes to their cycle is their energy levels. That Mm. is the fastest way that we can learn what is going on in our cycles. And it's going to vary slightly for each woman. But like you said, let's start with the menstrual phase, for example very obvious what our energy levels are probably doing. Like you don't have to be a scientist to guess what your energy levels are doing. Your body is detoxifying. Things are literally coming out. Your uterine lining is shedding. There is blood coming out. And so obviously during that phase, we're likely to see a lot more lower energy levels. And that is normal. Again, we are bleeding. I've seen so many jokes online of like, if somebody else was bleeding from any other part of their body, they would be obviously resting. But us women, we're just like, we just always want to be on the go and we want to have our finger on the pulse. And I get it because I'm the same way. But at the same time, we were designed in this way where we're naturally lower energy and we actually want to lean into that a little bit more. And then as the cycle continues, as we get into our follicular phase and as we get into our ovulatory phase, you will start to feel that energy coming up a little bit more. You'll start feeling a little bit more energy, especially around the ovulatory time. I wrote this in my book as well, too. You might feel a little bit of that spicy energy of like that sexual energy coming up. And that's also normal as well, too, because that is our time of creation. Whether you are actually planning on creating life or not, that is our time of creating something, anything, whatever it is that you are creating. It's our birthing time. So that's why our energy levels are so much higher during that time. And so when I'm working with clients, I really, really encourage them to lean into those times you're going to feel more creative. You're going to feel more inspired. You're going to feel more energized during those times. So use it, do something with it, lean into that because very quickly, we're going to see those energy levels drop again, which is, again, it's normal, but you want to use those high energy phases when they're around. So then again, we go into our luteal phase and we see energy levels coming down. We also see hunger levels typically on the rise. And that's just an indication that our bodies just need more for that lining of our uterus to thicken up so that we have a nice, healthy period. Or it might be thickening up because you are planning on having a pregnancy during that cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And so the uh, the uterine lining is going to be thickening up during that time. And so we we tend to feel hungrier. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I think that just by leaning into what our energy levels are doing during each phase has been an absolute game changer for myself and for my clients, because it's the easiest thing to lean into. And it has such a big impact when you actually do the thing that you were meant to do during that cycle. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I love that so much. And this is something that I've experienced too, is that just being okay with where you're at in your cycle and trying not to resist or to push too much. And that was like huge for me. And that probably for you too, as like, I know, I, I know we're a little A type for sure. I can feel it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you feel that, that when we have our period that we should be resting and listening to that and just allowing our body to step into like, okay, I'm just going to rest. I'm going to take a break. I'm not going to start any new projects right now. I'm not going to like over exercise. I'm just going to really relax. I'm going to nourish my body with really delicious foods that make me feel good. But then, you know, when you're in that ovulatory phase and you're feeling a little sexy and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for this run. I have more, way more energy and leaning into that. And, and yeah, it's just like, it's been such a game changer for me as well. So I just love that. I love, love, love that you're like sharing that message big time. I think too, like you said, our brains sometimes are like, I should be working. I should be doing something. And I think that a big part of that is the product of the society that we live in, which is the Monday to Friday, nine to five schedule, that's the schedule that society has for productivity, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you are not productive, if you are not at your desk between eight and five or nine and five or whatever, Monday to Friday, that's just the schedule of how society works. But we forget that our inner schedule actually works differently, but is still productive, there is still productivity in the schedule because the rest phases and the lower energy phases are still part of that productivity. It's just the same as when you are on a fitness journey and you're trying to kind of like build more muscle, you do have to take rest days. Otherwise, you're not going to see any changes because that's just how the body works. We're just, we're not robots, right? And so what you were just saying about how sometimes our brains are like, but we should be working. I actually find that the more I actually lean into it and actually lean into the desire that's coming up during that phase, blocking out the Monday to Friday, nine to five world, I actually don't feel like doing anything on my period. That's not to say that I'm not working, but I'm a little bit more lower energy. I don't really feel like socializing. I don't really want to go out with friends after work. Those types of things are natural desires that come up. And I find, I find that it's become easier and easier to shut my brain off the more I actually lean into, do I actually want to socialize with people right now? Do I actually want to do things right now? Or do I want to be in my sweatpants watching something on Netflix? Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, exactly. And wouldn't it be so amazing that if like, that's the direction that our world was moving in (laughs) and clapping, Wow, I'm, I'm cheering that on. That would be great. If we were all feeding our feminine all the time. Yeah. Be- what a productive world we would be overall. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if we could just rest a little bit, we would be so much more productive when it came time to actually get shit done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we do really need to start looking at it as this is our version of productivity. Again, our biology is literally different. Our hormonal schedule is literally different. And so it is productive. It's just not productive in the same way that the external world is. And going back to this whole concept of cortisol levels and stress and all of this stuff, not leaning into the schedule and trying to squeeze ourselves and mold ourselves into 
the Monday to Friday nine to five. I'm just kind of like using that as a general umbrella term, but I hope you know what I mean by that. It's totally. just like the external schedule when we try to push ourselves constantly and try to be motivated all the time and be high energy all the time and push ourselves. When we're pushing ourselves against the grain, guess what? The body thinks that we're like trying to run a marathon. So it's going to rev up energy when we don't have the energy. Let's say mm -hmm. we're in our luteal phase and we are in a lower energy phase. And then the body senses that we are trying to rev up energy. It probably thinks that a bear is attacking us. So it's going to get all of the things going. It's going to shut down di digestion. It's going to not be able to manage hormones. It's not going to be focused on weight management. That's probably the last thing it's going to focus on. And so it actually is going to serve us a lot more. This is what I truly believe. I truly believe that if we start leaning into this inner schedule, it's actually going to serve us in so many other ways not just from a productivity perspective, but from our actual hormonal balance, from these cortisol levels that we all have skyrocketed these days, it's actually going to feel a lot more balanced, I think, for us. Yeah. And sustainable long-term, right? Exactly. It's just like, we can't just be running on empty all the time. And like, I get that because I, that's, that's what happened in my own life. I experienced that. And then my thyroid went out and all of the hormones were all over the place and I had major burnout and all of that kind of stuff. So it's not sustainable just trying to do it all. And yeah, just like running on fumes. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And you just nailed it, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it is actually connected to other things as well too. So again, comes back to, we cannot eliminate the schedule of our cycle. We can't just push that to the side and say, okay, let's focus on our thyroid health right now, or let's focus on our adrenal health. It's all connected to each other. Following mm -hmm. the schedule, actually, you'll see that it's connected to the different areas that you're working on. Yeah, that's so great. So this kind of brings me to like our last point, because this kind of flows in really perfectly. I would love to hear what you have to say, what you think about really connecting with our feminine cycle and kind of what's going on with these young women who are just starting their menstrual age and, you know, they're getting smacked in the face with all of these hormonal fluctuations that they've never experienced before. And they, you know, they think that they are depressed or they're experiencing high anxiety or they're having all of these symptoms and they're getting told here, take this birth control pill because this is going to help balance your hormones. <laughs> what are your thoughts around that? First off, I think that everyone should get my book, <laughs> Feminine, and it teaches you that all of these fluctuations are actually very normal once we start leaning into it and there are ways to actually feed the cycle so that it's not such a drastic fluctuation I, I don't think that's necessarily normal but the main point that I always try to get across without any sort of judgment at all towards anyone who is currently taking hormonal birth control is that hormonal birth control is literally not designed to balance anything. It is not a hormone balancer. It has unfortunately been sold as that in recent years. But originally, as the name actually literally says, it was meant 
as a birth control. And the way that it controls you from getting pregnant is by releasing synthetic hormones. And so synthetic, meaning that it's not your actual hormones, therefore, it's not actually balancing anything. And so it actually makes me really sad to know that it has become the blanket thing that is prescribed for any type of thing that is coming up in our female bodies, the anxiety, the mood swings, the depression, the cramps, the all of these things, for sure, these are completely frustrating. And I've been there myself. You've probably been there as well, too, especially when you're first navigating things at a young age, like when you're first getting your first period. For sure, I do not at all discount the fact that these are really, really frustrating things to deal with. But again, the hormonal birth control, the pill is not actually balancing anything. And what I always say is that eventually you are going to be ready to come off of that and come off of that band-aid, so to speak. And once you do, you're going to see all of those same symptoms come up again. And so what I always say to clients is, again, without judgment, either you can deal with this stuff now and actually learn how to balance your hormones for real and actually not have these crazy, drastic hormonal fluctuations. There is a way to actually do that naturally if that's what you're looking to do and learn how to actually do that because either you can do it now or you're going to have to do it later, right? At some point, you're going to be coming off of that hormonal birth control and you're going to have to lean into that. And so I always say, do it now, (laughs) do it now because it is actually easier than we think it is. I think, again, we've been sold this idea that here, take this pill and it will solve all of these problems. And yes, maybe it does. It kind of like numbs things out for a little while. But to what extent? Then when it when we come off of it, we tend to have double the amount of problems come up later. And then we're going to have to start from scratch again. So if you're in a position where you're actually trying to weigh out whether you should be on hormonal birth control right now or not, I would really, really look into actually learning about your cycle first and foremost. And even if you are currently taking hormonal birth control, I still think that it's so, so powerful for us to actually learn how the cycle works because this is our built-in schedule. We were born with this. Like this is like literally our like built-in. It's already there. You don't really have to do anything. You just have to learn how it works and it's easier than you think it is. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was like the perfect, perfect answer. Like if there was such thing as a perfect answer, it was like, okay. And this is so great because I know that I have listeners who are in non-menstruating age, but maybe they have daughters who are coming into that age. And it's like, this is something that we have to start right at the beginning. I believe that it's like, what is one of the best ways to get in touch with your body and learn about yourself? as a feminine being, it's like, okay, let's look at our cycle because everything stems from that too. It's like, there's so many pieces that come into play with that. So if you're listening and you want to find out how to better connect with your cycle, with your feminine flow, how to nourish your flow, how to, you know, 
eliminate potentially some of those symptoms that you're experiencing, you got to reach out to Marjan. She knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. It's so, so good. And how inspiring that you are here to kind of guide women in that direction. Like we need so, like we need you <laughs> on this planet right now to really support our young feminine women who are coming up and who are growing up in today's society where, yeah, our cycles are being like pushed away and deemed unimportant. And it's like, actually, this is the whole base of like how we function on a physical level, actually. So let's tune into that. Let's look at that. And I love it because you tune into your flow, your your menstrual cycle, and what else starts to flow from there? What else are you able to tune into? Get to learn your body, what works for you, what doesn't work for you on so many different levels. So oh my gosh, a million things. Like that's what comes up. When once you start leaning into it, you'll start to discover something else and something else. I mean, again, I came up with this whole concept or I started leaning into it myself because of just simple migraines like how many people experience migraines Uh all the time and don't think about these things but i started to dig a little bit deeper with that one symptom and then going into cortisol levels and how stress is impacting things and then where does stress come from why are so many women stressed Mm -hmm. again it comes down to the fact that yeah we don't pay attention to this and so we're not following the schedule and the body is stressed because we're not following this schedule. We're following the outside schedule. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Marjan. It's been such a treat talking with you. I feel like listeners are probably going to have to re-listen to that and like take more notes because there's so much gold in that. Is there anything that you would like to share or say before we close off today? I would love to connect with more people on Instagram or TikTok. I actually love answering questions. So if you have any questions, especially if you have one of my self-paced guides, my migraine guide or my feeding your feminine guide, any one of them, please send me questions or just chat with me and you will likely see a full paragraph response coming back from me because I am that passionate. I want you to be able to learn how to connect with your body. So please connect with me more on social media. I will respond to you for sure. Amazing. So yeah, she's given out all the goods. So reach out to Marjan. I will post all the links to how to connect with her in the show notes and go check her out. She's so adorable and her social media is just fire, fire, fire. So thank you so much for being here, Marjan. You're such a pleasure. So amazing to connect with. And for all of you guys out there, please have a beautiful rest of your day. Do not forget to love yourself and check out all the links in the show notes. Don't forget to follow, rate, share this with a friend who you feel like might need to hear some of this information because this is spreading like wildfire. It's like, (laughs) I probably shouldn't be saying that, but it's like, it's such important information. So share it, share it with someone you love because it will mean the most to them. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Oh, one more thing. Would you like a free mini intuitive reading sent right to your email? 
Let me connect with my spirit team and your energy to provide you with the intuitive message that I receive created just for you. All you have to do is send me your name and email to hello at mindbodyspiritmama.com and I will reply with your reading within 24 hours. Please let me know if it resonates for you, what you think, and if you enjoyed the experience. Oh, and don't forget to like, share, follow, and review. Thanks for tuning in.